You know a lot about golf. And that means it's time for us, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith in studio at the Golf Cave. He's uh, carved out a little corner of the room all to himself, and he's not going to bang the table, and he's not going to mess with his microphone while he talks this time. Not, not this is, time. Is he, Jeff? Not, a, not this time. Maybe oh, next time. Right. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> We're going to talk about some some cool stuff. We're getting into the uh, serious part of the season here. It's starting for everybody. Even though somebody told me, you know, this really isn't the twenty. Um, last week they were telling me uh, on Sunday it's not the twenty second of April. It's it's the hundred and thirteenth of January. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I said, okay. Yeah, that makes That's sense. Right, uh, spring has been slow to arrive, but uh, it looks like it's it's going to be here any day now. So we're, <laughs> yeah, we're getting sure. ready. We're going to talk about uh, clubs, not going out and buying new ones, but the classics that many of us have in our bag already, or maybe in a corner in the garage because <laughs> we were just enticed by the flashing light syndrome of something new. But these are these are the ones that always come through for everybody, and I'm sure you've got one of them. I I have two. I was surprised that I have two in my bag, so I feel good about that. Why does Titleist need a new ball? They've got one. We're going to well, discuss that. Because clearly they don't have enough in the line. <laughs> exactly. It's not confusing enough when you get to the Titleist section of the of the shelf at the big box store. And um, encounters with wildlife on the course. Uh, that's all coming up uh, on this this particular edition of those weekend golf. Guys, now um, one of the things that happens here in Louisville uh, we've got another week. One week from today, it being Saturday, is the Kentucky Derby. What's now, that? For most people, it's a little horse race that people sit down, turn on the TV for about an hour. They watch it. They go, oh, that's great. It's over. First leg of the Triple Crown, yada, yada. And they're off to do something else. Here That's in, next weekend? It's next weekend, first Saturday huh. in May. Yeah. Here in Louisville, it is a two-week party. Last Saturday, we kicked it off with the world's largest choreographed, or whatever the word is, um, fireworks display. 30 continuous minutes of fireworks and disco music. Who decided they were going to do disco music, as we discussed on our show last Sunday? Disco was pretty raunchy in the 70s, and it really hasn't improved much. But at least you were familiar with all of them. Go, yeah, I remember hating yeah. that song when I was in high school. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I do remember. I think it was Richard Simmons that decided that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can only sweat to so many oldies and not get sick watching that dude. Um, one of the things they do here, though, golf-related, is, of course, we did a local show here in town uh, live from the Kentucky Derby Festival Pro-Am Scramble that they have every year. It was 33 degrees and snowing, so it really wasn't that much fun, but uh, they they went off. I think the, well, the, the 17. The thing, you know, I can't get into this springtime thing yet because there hadn't been any springtime to feel. get into. That's right. <laughs> I think 17 guys of the 136-man field showed up. They had fun. I guess as much fun as you can have in 33 degrees and snow. Yeah. But, uh, you know, usually when it's 33 degrees and snow and I'm having fun, I am uh, in Colorado. Yeah. On top of a mountain. With skis strapped to your feet. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. You know me. I will play golf anywhere, anytime. I'm addicted, especially if it's free. 
I mean, there was a $300 entry fee to get into this tournament, and they came to me after the show and said, John, you want to hang out and play? And I just kind of looked at it at whiteout conditions and said, "Mm, no thanks. I'll pass. I'll pass. Yeah. Um, I'm not dressed for it. I'm only wearing three layers. I'd freeze to death. So, (laughs) But one of the things they do every year is a hole-in-one tournament where you don't have to pay 300 bucks to get in. It's like a buck a ball, and you can get as many balls as you want to. And the um, qualifying goes every day, and it's a 100-yard shot on a um, practice range at one of the city golf courses here. That's it? 100 yards? 100-yard shot. The the qualifying shot's 100 yards. And the 10 closest to the pin qualify every day. And it runs for nine days, so that at the end of the nine-day period on the Friday prior, or the Thursday, I believe it is, prior to the Kentucky Derby, which is next Thursday, the Derby Saturday, the hole-in-one is next Thursday. They have the finals. It's a 150-yard shot. Uh-huh. But two Sundays ago here in town, we had a guy on, Michael Passifume was his name, and he won the uh, hole-in-one. He didn't win. He didn't get a hole-in-one. Because it's a million bucks if you get a hole in one, but it's ten grand, I think, if you get closest to the pin in the finals, and nobody gets a hole in one. Wow! So, how close did he hit it? Uh, one foot three inches. Nice. All right. So he won that time. So he called me yesterday and said, "John, I went out and I qualified again." And I said, "Great! How close you got?" He said, "I aced it." So he has qualified yeah. for the hole in one with a hole in with one. Hole one. Yeah. Which gets him nothing except qualifying to try to do it again. What bad timing. (laughs) 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 That's what I can tell you. What a great shot and bad timing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Knocking one of those suckers in. (laughs) So so as (laughs) as some of my playing partners say when I hit a good shot, hey, just do it that way. Yeah. You know, just get to the finals and step up and just do that again. There will not be a problem. Uh, Thoseweekendgolfguys.com, you might want to go check it out. Facebook.com, go check out our page there because there's a few things there that uh, we're going to talk about coming up uh, in a few minutes here and also a few posts like Titleist's new golf ball. What is it, the AVX? AVX, yeah. Yeah, Titleist AVX. I'll tell you up front, $47.99 a dozen at retail. So you Does do that surprise math. you? No, not a bit. A premium ball from Titleist, a Pro V1, a Pro V1X, and now the AVX, they're all $50 a dozen, man. I know. I know. I, you think they need a little creativity in their department over there. But we'll talk about that. Uh, classic golf equipment and a whole bunch more. Uh, some tips from Jeff on how to get good quick when you finally get back out on the course this season. It's all coming up. We are those weekend golf guys, and we will be right back. We have a small yet loyal following of junior golfers, 12 to 18-year-olds. I want to address myself to them right now. Listen, guys, girls, if you are serious about golf, there is a mom, there is a dad, there's a grandmother, a grandfather somewhere that are so psyched, but maybe they don't show it. They don't want to push, but they would love you to get involved in the game of golf. So why don't you go to them right now? Say, mom, dad, grandpa, grandma, I want to get better at this game. I want to get good at this game. I want to learn from a guy who has junior champions, high school, collegiate champions. He's even got a student who's kicking butt on the web.com tour. And it only costs five bucks a month. And I can learn at my own pace. And parents are going to be able to learn from their phones, which you know they don't drop out of their hands anyway. 
$5golfclub.com. Join for your kids' sake. And we are here, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in the studio, Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave up in Columbus. And there's a thing on our website, or not our website, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. You may have seen it on our page, you may have seen it somewhere else about the poor high school kid. I think he was in Michigan. He got attacked yeah. by a goose <laughs> on a golf course. Not just attacked. I mean, many of us have been harassed by geese on golf courses. Yeah, right. He is bowled over. Yes. Yes. By a flying goose right at his head. Which they refer to as the guard goose. I didn't know there was such a thing as a guard goose. Yeah, he's the one that kind of sits out front and lowers his head at you and hisses and goes. Yeah. You can get in trouble if you try to defend yourself. If you hurt a goose on a golf course, man, you're going to get in trouble. Yeah, you know, I hear that. It's like, wait a second. What what happens? To, how about this kid? What if he got out his four iron and started to, you know, like do something other than dodge and dive and roll over on the ground because this thing's attacking him exactly <laughs> what if he gets out his forearm he sees the thing coming and he he puts it out there and swings it a little bit or something who's going to come police that yeah somebody's somebody though who you know somebody got a picture of that yep of what happened to that kid yep can you imagine had that kid actually broke out the four iron and and uh you know took a few swipes at the goose somebody'd be after him if you ever had a run in with wildlife on a golf course let us know you can get in touch with us uh, just go to the contact page thoseweekendgolfguys.com tell us your story and we'll uh, we'll get it on the show here but uh, we had a situation played at a place out in um, somewhere out in the boonies of Kentucky which i know many of you think is redundant but uh we we were on a a, a very yeah <laughs> We were, we were on a a very wooded hole, and one of our guys hit hit a drive, pulled it a little bit left, was was in the fairway, kind of close to the woods, and suddenly we heard this rustling, and a wild turkey came bowling out of the woods. I mean, this was Mama Turkey, and she was, what did I say, hell bent for leather or something like that? Was the expression? She was really, she was mad. Was she all tanked up on Maker's Mark or something? <laughs> well, you know, when they said, watch out for the wild turkey on number 13, we thought they were giving us shots or something. You know, we didn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, nope. I mean, you get too close to these animals, especially if they're, you know, mamas protecting nests. Uh, they they accept no infringement upon their territory whatsoever. They don't care if you hit a bad shot. Yeah. It's, you know, drop another one in the fairway and leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Man, you've played so much golf, you must have run into some stuff along the way. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I've played a lot of places and, and seen a lot of things, and most of them are birds, dive-bombing birds. You know, out in the East Coast, you know, if there's any seagulls anywhere around your golf course, don't eat a sandwich. <laughs> okay? They're coming at you at the clubhouse. Don't put a piece of pizza on your plate. Don't do that stuff because they are coming. And if you're waddling down the fairway, bag on your back like I've done, uh-huh. got a sandwich, chewing it up, everything's great, right? Got my PB&J walking down number four. Bam, here they come. It's gone. And then they Next fight. thing you know, there's one of them, and there's that familiar seagullish squawk. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and where there's, where there's but yeah, but, one, there's many. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Because they're not, they're not quiet birds. Mm-hmm. It's like they see some food, and they got a call. Like, they're not smart enough to just go get a bunch for themselves. Oh, no. They got to call in the cavalry. <laughs> Yeah, you distract the dude, I'll steal the sandwich. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but you know, there's there's been other times where I've I've seen other players on the golf course, you know, getting dive bombed by smaller birds. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we're ducking our heads out of, you know, as we're walking toward a green or something and and I'm not sure what it is, but boy, that when something gets at you, you know, they're they're coming. Is there a, a paragraph or a section in the uh, golf etiquette book on how to properly handle a hole with a deer or a bunch of deer in the middle of the fairway? You know, I'd hit it over them. <laughs> <laughs> you still you know, have to walk through them, buddy. <laughs> get a little off, boys. Get a little off. A little off. But you know what I do if you wanted to just kind of shoo them out of the way is I would just take a club out in front and I'd kind of swing it out there, you know, kind of like I was walking with a cane out in front of me, kind of clearing a path, uh-huh. just slow, gentle movements. They'll move. If you move slowly, gently toward them, they'll move slowly, gently away from you. I would caution anybody against charging at them to see if they could spook them to move them because <laughs> you never know what's laying in the weeds and maybe one of those guys got horns and he's... Yeah. Yeah. And I can liken what you just did. It's a pretty safe bet to say that most of the deer you run into on a golf course are bigger and heavier than are you. No question about it. Yeah. But there are a few animals that um, are on the golf course that are smaller, but faster. (laughs) You know, there was a time when I was on the golf course and we watched a fox roll across the street from another, from a wooded area across the street and run onto the number three green, picked up the golf ball and Hightailed it right back to the trees. <laughs> and we're just sitting there, hands in the air going, what? what gives? What's going on? And how do you score that, Mr. Rules, man? Well, you know, you put you put the ball back and you just say, hey, look, play that ball from where it was. You don't have to deal with the problem. If you like to laugh at other people's misfortune, and Shakespeare once said there's something about us that delights at the misfortune of our friends. Yes. Go to uh, Facebook.com slash golf guys and just uh, look at this series of pictures. It's not a video. It's just a series of stills of this poor kid yeah. getting tumbled by a uh, marauding goose. Big northern goose. Yeah. There, there's a, a couple courses down here that are um, notorious for the number of geese that live there or at least hang out there. And we were playing back uh, a couple winters ago when it was actually warm enough to play golf during like February. And I remember one of the friends saying, I thought geese go south for the winter. And I had to remind them that these are Canadian geese. This is south. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. All right. Uh, why does Titleist need a new ball? What kind of clubs do you have that are classics and you should probably keep? And a whole lot more. It's coming up when we come back. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang with us. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. And you want to make us real happy, just go there and interact with us. Hey, Jeff, I got a letter, $5 golf club. It was addressed to you, but it came to me. But it said, Jeff, man, I took your advice from the show twice. One, you advised me to join $5golfclub.com. I did. Two, is you advised me to buy the best ball I could. I could afford, and I'm getting those Strixons key stars. I'm paying about 36 bucks a dozen for them. So I used to lose two balls yeah. a round, and I played a round a week. That's eight balls a month. That's $24 oh. a month. He said, after some of the lessons at $5 Golf Club, I'm not losing that many anymore. I lose maybe three a month. That's nine bucks. Ooh. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. I think that's good math. It's good math, man. He's spending nine bucks on lost balls, five bucks on us. That's fourteen bucks. He's still making a ten dollar profit. <laughs> that's right. Go 
go to fightalleygolfclub.com, listen to me, and make money. How do you like that? It is us back again. Those weekend golf guys, John Ashton here, Jeff Smith there at the Golf Cave in Columbus. And uh, if you would like to get all this stuff first on video, we've got a little video version of what we're doing here. It's really it's two talking heads, but what good looking heads they are, man. Uh, well, <laughs> in my in my own humble yet nevertheless expert opinion, um, <laughs> and and if you'd like to get it uh, maybe two days early in commercial free and audio version. Write this down. Patreon. Let me write it down for you. Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash golf guys. Okay. That's what it looks like. You can't read it, can you? Oh, it's backwards. <laughs> I should have practiced that mirror writing stuff. Uh, never mind. Patreon.com slash golf guys. You go there and for as little as a buck a month, you can... Um, Become a patron. Well, is that your dog or mine? That is mine. Okay, good, because mine's a little more yippy than that. It's only eight weeks old now, so new puppy. <laughs> so when I'm not doing this, I'm, I'm picking dog poop up off the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's how it goes. We're in the middle of that whole training thing. But uh, speaking of training, no, this has got nothing to do with training. What was I in the middle of? Oh, yeah, patreon.com slash golf guys. You can get the audio version two days early and commercial free and uh, some extra stuff and little video things going on from time to time so uh, it's worth it as little as a buck a month and uh, we've got some some tchotchke some uh, merchandise some stuff that uh, we will throw in if you want to throw in a couple extra bucks a month but check it out we would appreciate it patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash golf guys why does titleist need a new golf ball man they've got like 157 of them already what's going on you know what they what they're doing is they're they're still trying to appeal to uh, the guy who wants to hit it the absolute longest, and they needed a ball that spun less mm-hmm. and still felt good around the greens. Okay. So they figured out a way. Okay, you know, they're sitting there messing around with every single possibility of ball combination they can get, and they came up with something that um, they they got the technology there. They've got the 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 extremely soft feel they say, but it's got a really piercingly low ball flight. Because there's believe me, there's a lot of guys out there that strike the ball really hard. And you know, the harder you hit a ball, the more it spins and the more it gets up in the air. So they brought a ball downward in ball flight. So for that guy who's really going to pound it and get a lot of spin, Uh they had to create a ball that didn't fly as high and spun less, but still felt really good. So I got a hunch there's going to be a lot of high ball hitters try this golf ball out and and probably switch to it that are already titleist players. Okay. They're probably Pro V1X players, and now they're probably going to be AVX players. I was going to say, wasn't the Pro VX supposed to do that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and but I'll bet you, I'll bet you that they did it even more. Okay. I bet they found a crazy way to make it happen, and uh, they wanted to keep their Pro V1X to where it had been before to match mm-hmm. an awful lot of players who still thought that that was a great ball yeah. for them. Yeah. And, it, and it still is a great ball for a lot of people, but yeah. when it's – you know, uh, when it's got very low long game and iron spin, that's the big deal. Now, the thing that we give up is the stuff around the greens. Will it check up around the greens? And that's the thing. You got to figure out what you're good at. Right. Yeah. There's right. ways of spinning a ball. You know, I mean, certainly new wedges. Yeah. 
new grooves, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Clean them out. And you also have to figure out if it's the ball or if it's you. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, for Christmas, that comes in and a lot of height and, you know, come in that way. Yeah. For Christmas, I got, uh, my, my daughter went out and, and, Got me a, a a dozen of the what tailor made TP fives, yeah. All right, and they're they're supposed to be you know the same thing, low spin, very soft feel, longer, farther, check up. I can't get it to check up on the green very well, and I'm convinced it's not the ball, it's me. Hmm. And I'm sure you would probably agree. You know, boy, that's easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, seen you play with the wedge, John. It's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. There's guys out there that could stop a marble. I know, man. You're it's... not one of them. No. <laughs> no, sir. Yeah. No, sir. I couldn't even stop. I, 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 I played last Sunday after our local show here at, at Valley View uh, Golf Club, and, man, I hit uh, into a par three. It hit. Just on the fringe in front of the green, bounced and hit the flag stick and still wound up 25 feet away from the hole. Ooh. That was just, you know, when you see it come in just where it's supposed to be and hit just in front of the flag stick and bounce a little bit, hit the stick and ricochet. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Come on, man. <laughs> yep. I'd say that I had to say that with a big pause or ESPN would sue me. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. All right, so the um, it's forty seven ninety nine for a dozen, so it's right up there <clears throat> with the Pro V one, Pro V one X, the yep. tailor made TP fives. The I don't know the Bridgestone man. I like the Bridgestones, and they're only like thirty eight bucks. The the B three thirty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good golf ball. It is a good golf ball, and for those of us who don't don't have the swing speed, although I hit the ball very high, is. Why is that? Because I don't swing very hard. Well, got about a know, forty-seven mile an hour swing speed, man. I have seen that. <laughs> you know, the thing is, I don't need a high-speed camera to see that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, why does it go high? Well, you've got the irons that you've got, and the driver that you've got have a lot of weight more on the bottom than it does on the top. Okay. So the center of mass of the club is far below the center of mass. Okay. I got you. Of the golf ball. And then it launches up high and you get a lot of spin. Okay. And, uh, you know, you've got, oddly enough, you've actually got decent grooves on your irons. What do you mean oddly enough? Well, I, you know, you never (laughs) clean them. So, Hey, I cleaned them last month. (laughs) You weren't even playing any golf last month. That's right. That's why I cleaned them. I had nothing nothing to to do. (laughs) I went out to the garage and started fondling them and said, Hey, maybe I should clean these. Oh, that's so funny. Always start the season by cleaning them and then end the season by cleaning them. I'm going to have to start getting in a routine of doing it in between too and see how, how that might improve things. Yeah. But, um, all right, we're going to do a, a Jeff's quick fix coming up in a little bit too. Um, about played with a guy on Sunday. It was his first, serious round of the season and everything everything was going right going Uh, correctly no no going directionally directionally. right Mm. it got so bad that uh 
you know, it's one of those things where you don't want to try to fix it in the middle of the round. So what you do is you start aiming like 45 degrees to the left <laughs> and, and yeah. hope that you wind up in the middle of the fairway somewhere. Um, so we're going to ad- address what could have, should have, and would have been done had the uh, the great and powerful Jeff Smith been watching and uh, being able to comment on that whole thing. Again, um Two days early, commercial free, some video content, a bunch of extras, uh, outtakes and stuff like that's available to all of our patrons. If you were to just go to patreon.com slash golf guys, kick in a buck a month. We'd appreciate it a little bit more than that. And we'll give back. So uh, check it out. Patreon.com slash golf guys. Hang out right here because we've got a couple commercials and then we'll come right back. Don't you move. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now, and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-578-9306. That's 800-578-9306. Again, 800-578-9306. 9306. And as us, those weekend golf guys, thanks for hanging. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave. And as we alluded to in the previous section, uh, we're still going to be talking about some classic golf clubs, stuff you probably have in your bag or in your garage, maybe or stuff you gave away at the last garage sale and you're going to kick yourself when you hear that maybe you should have kept it. But yeah. we'll be talking about that soon anyhow. But uh, last Sunday was playing with a guy, his first, uh, first, first serious round of the season. He had been, you know, at, out of the driving range and stuff, but everything he hit, whether it be a driver or a fairway wood or even his irons was going to the right. Curveballs. Yeah. And it, Not it linear, got, to the, no. got to the point where he was actually lining up and aiming about 45 degrees to the left of his target because he didn't know what he was doing. I wasn't going to offer him any suggestions because I didn't know what he was doing. Oh, I just but figured I, you were going to offer him suggestions because you were in the middle of taking his money. <laughs> <laughs> One of the guys in the group kept giving him pieces of advice, which smartly he ignored. What would you have done in that case? Because a lot of us, that's, that seems to be the major mistake most of us make as we go to the right, for right-handed yeah. golfers. What are we doing? Well, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to just take a look at his alignment and ball position. He may not have the ability to get his club face on the ball squarely at all based on his ball position. Maybe, maybe, maybe his ball's too far back in his stance mm-hmm. and the club face didn't have time enough to shut. But maybe, 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 maybe his ball's too forward in his stance 
And not only does it have time to shut, but you're swinging hard across it. So maybe the thing, he squared it to the target, the ball starts up the middle, but maybe he's got too far forward and he swiped across it to the left and spinning it over the right. So where's the ball starting is the question. Okay. You know, that's what I'm looking at real fast because, you know me, I can get the golf ball flight to get straight here real quick. Yeah. But I'm going to ask the one question, where's that ball starting? For the most part, they started straight down the middle, which is yeah. one of the things I said. How, when you're aiming that far left, how can the ball start out that far to the middle? Or if, if it starts out where the ball starts out on, on target, then club face matched up to target. But it was swinging hard across the golf ball, the big old swipe across, creating all that spin that uh-huh. makes it curve. So if you've got big, gigantic, monstrous curve balls, John – uh, it wasn't me. It was not me. I know you're paying attention intently for this, so I'm <laughs> deliberately saying it so that you'll be aware. That, so that the next time you play with that guy, uh huh, yeah, there we go, yeah, you can pay attention and help that guy. Well, the, the thing that's going to really tick everybody off is the guy in the group that I mentioned that was giving advice. Yeah, was giving the right advice then because as he said, "You're coming across it. You're coming across it." Not that he knew how to explain what that meant, but it sounded yeah. Yeah, and it's very possible. And then you got to figure out, well, why is that happening? It's entirely possible that he was coming across it because his body was aimed already to the left. It's possible. Yeah, It's one of the first things I look for, alignment and ball position. And then I look to see whether his right forearm is higher than his left. And if his right forearm is higher than his left, then his right shoulder is in front of his left. And then he will swing down the shoulder line and it will swing farther left coming into that golf ball. Even though the club face might be pointed at his target, it will not be moving toward his target. I promise you it will not. Huh. Yeah. So that's something else to look for. Yes. How? No, I'm not even. even. I stand behind somebody. And I look to see whether they appear to be a one-armed golfer or not. Explain that. I'll show it. Okay. How about this one? Seeing how we got the camera going. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. So I've got one arm visible. Yes, right? you do. Now I got two arms visible. Yes, my right do. arm is higher than my left arm. And if you were standing right behind me, you could see that. And if you could see that, you'd go, oh, his right arm and shoulder, his right shoulder is in front of his left, and he will for sure swing to the left coming through this. Hence, the ball would go to the right. If the club face was pointed to the right of the direction of that swing, you got it. Let's say that the swing is going hard left of target. Mm-hmm. And club face is pointed at target. Club face is right of the swing direction, isn't it? Yes. Thus, the ball will be curving to the right. Yes. Even though it might start right up the middle. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's probably what was going on, man. Could be. Probably Could be. Going on. Yeah. And I had another uh, episode. Uh, the fourth in our group on Sunday was uh, was my 13-year-old, Joseph. Mm-hmm. Wow. He, uh, he used to be 10. He used to be 10. Yeah, about three years ago. I know. Yeah, I know. Man, uh, I can't believe I've been talking to you for this long. <laughs> I thought for sure I'd be smart enough to give this up. <laughs> but we, uh, yeah, well, you know, what can I say? 
Bowl happens die hard, buddy. Yeah, they um, do, don't they? Wow. We're, we're on number nine. And he was, of course, hitting from the forward tees, being a junior and, you know, not very experienced. Yeah. Forward tees were about 30 yards ahead of the tees that the rest of us were using. Guess who outdrove us by about 10 yards? Oh, I'm not surprised. He's a teenager. <laughs> and old men. Actually, he outdrove us by about 40 yards. The 30 of the <clears throat> tee differential plus 10 yards more. Right down the middle. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. just really irritating, isn't it? It was very irritating. <laughs> Did it give you the little nana-nana-boo-boo dance? <laughs> No, but shoulder shake. We did tell him that is the last time he gets any on course tips from any of us. <laughs> like he needed them. No, but he just it, it was it was a joy to watch, man. He just lined up. We you know, we're telling him he had a few alignment problems earlier in the round and a few swing problems. He was one of those kids trying to get extra power, kind of lifts up a little bit in the backswing. Yeah. Yeah. Extra oomph into it. Right, so he raises his chest up and then drops it right back down. Yeah, yeah, that's troublesome. Yep. Yeah, so we we, we convinced him that he needed to keep his body still because uh, a lot of times, you know, he, he both heels would come up off the ground. I know some pros do that, but they've got the technique down. He he didn't, so he said, "Joe, just keep keep your feet firm on the ground," and and he did that, and he did it, and it was just a beautiful swing. It was a perfect backswing. It was a great follow-through, and he didn't move his feet, and it went straight down the middle, and it sounded good, and he was like, you owe me a hot dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I want to get to that thing you just said about the feet. Okay. Right? So, that, so that everybody can understand what you did for Joseph was a good thing, but I don't want everybody to take that information and think that that's always going to be a good thing for them because what you did was Joseph was basically out of control and you brought him by doing that back into the realm of control. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Now, cause lots of people listening to this, right? Right. And there are those people who go, Hey, wait a minute. What about Justin Thomas? He's from Louisville. You got to talk about him. Yeah. He's come off the ground. Yeah. What are we talking about here? Well, you did somewhat preface it by there are some professionals who do this rather well, but I wanted to make sure that we circled back to that same point. Okay. That, and I want to reiterate this again, just because it happened to be the right thing for Joseph at that time to keep him under control doesn't mean that everybody who just heard you say that should then go, oh, that'll work for me too. I'll go stand with my feet flat on the ground. I won't let them move. And next thing you know, we've created a listenership full of bad golfers because they had cement shoes on. Right. <laughs> okay. Just, I want to be clear. Exactly. Because there's Just, times where movement patterns <laughs> per person need to be <laughs> optimum, right? They just need to be optimum. You know, the thing about golf and you, you mentioned this repeatedly in the way that you teach actually addresses this specifically is there is no one right way for everybody to do it. That's correct. So you have to take into consideration. Well, just by, just by thought, I mean, look at how many left-handed players are out there. Yeah. <laughs> they know one right way to do it. Oh man. Golf advice and bad puns. Jeff Smith, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I got them all, baby. Try the veal, tip your waitress. Um, one one thing uh, Joe did say as we were walking up, however, because he knew he had made some mistakes and hit some bad shots and things. And 
And he said something, he vocalized something that I think a lot of us think. He yeah. Said, I need to go see Jeff. I don't want to take lessons. I just want someone I know to tell me what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. And I went, okay, yeah, but you don't want lessons, right? <laughs> we don't call them that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They're just conversations, man. That's it. They're conversations. conversations about golf that people just happen to get a lot better. And find out what you're doing wrong. You can do it um, with Jeff in person if you're anywhere near Columbus or anywhere near any of the places he's going to be in the next year because he's going to be everywhere. Or just check yeah. out $5golfclub.com. That's the number, $5golfclub.com. All right. Do you have a classic club hanging out in the corner of your garage that maybe you should put back in your bag? Or do you have one in your bag already? The answer to either of those are definitely, probably. Yes, most assuredly, maybe. Yeah. We'll tell you what they are. uh, I think so. (laughs) We'll tell you what they are or how you can get one if you don't have one in one one. We'll come right back. We are those weekend golf guys, don't you? We have a small yet loyal following of junior golfers, 12 to 18-year-olds. I want to address myself to them right now. Listen, guys, girls, if you are serious about golf, there is a mom, there is a dad, there's a grandmother, grandfather somewhere that are so psyched, but maybe they don't show it. They don't want to push, but they would love you to get involved in the game of golf. So why don't you go to them right now? Say, mom, dad, grandpa, grandma, I want to get better at this game. I want to get good at this game. I want to learn from a guy who has junior champions, high school, collegiate champions. He's even got a student who's kicking butt on the web.com tour. And it only costs five bucks a month. And I can learn at my own pace. And parents are going to be able to learn from their phones, which you know they don't drop out of their hands anyway. $5golfclub.com. Join for your kid's sake. It's us back again, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith in Columbus at the Golf Cave and the uh, classic golf clubs. Globalgolf.com is their 10th anniversary. These guys started out just 10 years ago, man, and they have become like the premier reseller of golf clubs. You know what? They've been friends of the show. They have been. They've got this year's list out now of the 10 can't-miss golf clubs of the past decade. And I guarantee you've seen uh, you've seen these in everybody's bag. Every golf course you've been to, you probably have a bunch in yours. But let's start out with the TaylorMade R11 driver. Yeah, that was you a know great what? one. Two man. of my students still have them. Yeah, that was a great one, man. Now those yeah. weren't adjustable, were they? No, that was just a good, well-made driver. That was one of the first ones that had the white color, and the R11 so. had the white. Yeah, yeah. The Titleist Volky spin milled wedge. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, how many I got of some us, of those in my bag right now. Yeah, how many of us go, Vokies, oh, mm-hmm. I want one of those. No, you don't. You want four of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And now here we come to one that I have in my bag. Actually, I have two of them. Ping G10 Fairway Woods. Oh. Got the g that? Got a three and a five, man. Love them. They're not quite vintage, but they're gaining on it. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did break one. <laughs> <laughs> had one of those shots where I looked up, oh, yeah. hit the ground That's before good. the ball, and the head of my three wood went farther than the ball did. But uh, 
got it so uh, imagine repaired. looking up and still smacking the ground that steeply that would be really hard to accomplish wouldn't it well maybe really? i didn't look up and i was i just made up that excuse man i okay. don't know what i did <laughs> all i, I know up. is i did not see the head of the club hit the ground <laughs> it's that eyes closed thing that's what it was yeah if you didn't see that i used to do that man uh, the Taylor made burner 2.0 irons. Oh yeah, yeah, they're yeah. hot. Yeah, hence the name burner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of folks I know uh, still have those in the bag. And the Titleist 910 driver. Oh, I am there, buddy. Yeah, that is my stick. I, I say, love it. It's like a 910s are awesome. People keep looking at me, going, "Why don't you get a new one?" I'm like, um, <laughs> "When they make one better than hit, this, I will." Hit this thing yet? <laughs> I seem to know where it's going. Yeah. And that's a big deal. Man, you have got to see Jeff swing that thing. I mean, he just steps up and it's so smooth and it's not fast. He doesn't even grunt. There's no effort whatsoever. Just phew. and the thing is out of sight. I can only see about 180 yards down the fairway after that. I, I have no idea where the ball goes. Glasses and then you can still say that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the 910 is a great driver. Cleveland 588 wedges. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of guys still have those. Yeah. Are those the ones that are in the, like, look like you've left them out in the rain? Uh, depending on what finish. Okay. You know, that that's the thing. It's more the finish than it is the, they come the head in style. Stainless and rust, right? Mm-hmm. So the two finishes. Yeah. Are there. Well, there's a lot of guys who, you know, the they like the, the oxidized finish. Yeah. Because it provides a bit more spin because it's a little gritty, but it also uh-huh. avoids the glare. So do sunglasses. Yeah. Seen a lot of those in my day. Yeah. By the 88s. Yeah. Okay. How about the the Rocket Balls Fairway Wood? Yeah. From TaylorMade. Yeah. Still pretty hot. Yeah. And that was that was a, a model that was only on the market for a couple of years, wasn't it? It was a big well, thing. And then they went off to others. Because it was TaylorMade. Oh, so yeah. They, they right. don't keep stuff around for a little while, even though it's they find a piece of product that's great, sells terrific, and then all of a sudden they, they change wow, it. We're on to the next thing. Yeah. Now is that because they just they like the planned obsolescence thing, or because they got new they, ownership every two and a half years? Well, I there had to be some influence of both. <laughs> uh, and another one. Now I've got the Ping G10 Fairway Woods in my bag, and here's the other, the second club on the list that I have is the Seymour FGP Putter. How about that? That's got that uh, laser FGP? sight alignment. What's that? I think I think FGP stands for frickin' great putter. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, Jim Grunberg's got that kind of sense of humor. I'm sure he probably was thinking something like that. Probably, but it's got the alignment aid on it. Yeah, a little red line on the on the putter head, and the putter head is huge. The only drawback to this putter is that when you lose the head cover that comes with it, like I did about the yeah. third week, I owned it. Right. Um, you can't just walk into a pro shop and buy a new head cover that fits it. How about like, how about a hybrid? You put a hybrid head cover on it? Uh, no, the hybrid head covers are not long enough. They're wow. wide enough, but not long enough. This is <laughs> extra long and it's, um, uh, it's mm-hmm. kind of, kind of frustrating because you got all these fancy, you know, you go up to uh, the Pete Dye course and they've got all those putter head covers that they'll give you because they like you. And right. Uh, None of them fit. Another it's one like of you have to go online. Yeah, I know. Sniff it out. Yeah, another one of your favorites, the Titleist AP two irons. Oh yeah. Now, I know you're looking for a set of AP threes, but uh, mm-hmm. AP twos will do in a pinch. Huh? They're 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 really good. 
I've, I've played with a set of AP2s for a long time. And, you know, yeah, I'd like to upgrade to the AP3s because they look really good. <laughs> but uh, so do those AP2s. Yeah. I was going to say the AP3s, basically, it's 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 a uh, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's Juiced just a, up. Do they do they hit better or are they – Yeah, they're farther. They're lower, okay. longer. They're stronger lofted. Yeah, they're juiced okay. up. Juiced up. Okay. They okay. really are, yeah. I didn't know if maybe it was just it was, a, you know, an appearance thing or not. Um, and then, of course, the uh, the Scotty Cameron Studio putters, stainless. Yeah. I mean, a Scotty – I guess we can say this because, you know, we don't accept product advertising, so who cares? But is Scotty Cameron really better putters? They feel pretty good, man. They really do. But putter is a feel thing. That's what I was going to bring up. I mean, yeah. it's what and works for you. a lot of people who like them. Yeah. You know, they, 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 make, they make them really well, um, yeah. you know, and a lot of people really love the feel of it, so – yeah. And you then find one a, that you like, man. Then there's a lot of people who just buy a new putter every week because they think it's the putter that's going to help them sink more putts, not yeah. the technique. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a look. If you want to do it right, you get fit for a putter head and a shaft length and an angle mm-hmm. and a grip size and a weight, and you just you just do it. And it doesn't have to be brand X or Y, but yeah. you know you get fit. Yeah. Well, do that's that. that's the thing with every golf club, isn't it? I mean, if you just break yeah. down. Don't buy it off the rack. Go to the shop and say, hey, what do I need? But a lot of people who know what they're talking about talk people into getting fit. And then, but a lot of people aren't going to talk to a lot of people who know what they're talking about. And they're just going to listen to the marketing because yeah. it is what it is, right? Exactly. It's got to work for this guy. It's got to work for me. Exactly. You know, I, I have got to give some a shout out and some kudos to a guy who I think is very obnoxious to begin with. And he's has a very overblown estimation of how good his golf clubs are. But um, what's his face with PXG, the GoDaddy uh, uh, guy? Parsons. Parsons, yeah. You can't just go in and buy a set of PXGs. No. You have to get fitted. Yeah. Because he knows you're going to pay $3,000 for a set of irons. Mm-hmm. They damn well better work. Yeah. And in order for them to work, they have to fit you perfectly. They do. So getting fitted for the set is part and parcel of buying them as far as they're concerned. It's part of manufacturing the club is they have to make it so that it fits you perfectly. And, no doubt. And that's that's what I got to say. And if I was ever going to spend $3,000 on a set of clubs, I'd probably get fitted for them too. But that day probably so. is not going to come very soon. Uh, probably not. No. Probably not. And then last, but by no means least, number 10 on the list. And I'm sure you've got one of these because I've seen these everywhere. Adams Idea Pro hybrids. You know, I've seen a lot of those in my students' bags. Yeah. You know, that they're solid. Hybrid was basically the Adams Idea, wasn't it? The what was the first one? The um, the rescue club they called it or something, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. TaylorMade had a rescue. Adams had something. Yeah. What was that called? I forget. It's been I a can't while. Remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, I was, uh, Too long ago. I've slept since then. Uh, something lies. Uh, tough lies. Tight lies. Tight lies. Yeah, they had yeah. a really shallow face club with a little yeah. scoopy thing on the bottom of it and yeah. made people hit some really good fairway shots. If they could get the club down to the bottom of the ball, they really did a good job. Yeah. Trouble is, is if you came in too steep, you'd hit a lot of pop-ups. Did you? Because you didn't have a really tall face. Well, that's true, yeah. yeah. You know, they drive the whole face underneath below the ball. Next thing you know... Yeah, so if you come in a little too steep on one of those clubs, 
that one and the old Orlemar, both of those were really shallow face clubs. Yeah. So go out and uh, check out the garage, see what uh, you've got in there, and uh, or you know keep your eyes open um, next time you're at the garage sale because obviously some of your neighbors probably don't know what they have. You know, it's yeah. like finding a painting for four ninety nine that was originally painted by Van Gogh or something. It happens. It happens. <laughs> It happens. All right. Thoseweekendgolfguys.com is where you need to go to uh, see us access all of our episodes. Uh, get some great news, some good stuff. Facebook.com slash golfguys is our Facebook page. Go there, like us, and follow us, or follow us on Twitter at WKND Golf Guys. Uh, contact page at thoseweekendgolfguys.com. You can call us, leave a message. We'll put you on the air. You got a question for Jeff or whatever, and you want to play some better golf, where you going to go? $5golfclub.com I'd uh, go there I'd go there right now and then go out to your favorite golf course and play some golf You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.